0: I really like to know the next step and what's happening and plan out every day of my life. Um, So it was a time I really had to rely on my faith and I was really thankful for that foundation I had that I wasn't, you know, starting from nothing and trying to figure it out.
1: Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Alex McClard. Alex likes to have things planned out in life. But when she was diagnosed with cancer during her freshman year of college, she had to hand over that control to God. Welcome to Season 2 of the Behind My Journey podcast. My name is Quinn Eaton, and with me today is Alex McClard and also her sister, Abby Cox. The the episode is based or focused more on you, though, Alex. Abby is just here for emotional support. Is that right? Yes,
0: exactly.
1: Awesome. So... Just before we get started, a little bit about Alex. Uh, She works with marketing with multi-skill training services. She has attended the journey for 10 years. And then uh, we were talking a little bit before we started the the podcast, but you volunteered with guest services, and then there was kind of a busy time in your, in, in your your husband's life. And so you took a break, but now you're moving into the children's ministry once the building opens back up to the public, right? Yes.
0: Yes, we did do guest services for a while, but... Um, I am excited to start working with the kids. I really just love working with kids, so I think it'll be a good experience. Mm -hmm.
1: It takes special people to work with kids. So we we were talking a little bit about that before we got started. And then I didn't mention Chase McClard. That's your husband. He was actually the last episode of season one. So it's kind of cool. Like, we got to talk to Chase, and now we're getting to talk to you. Yes. So you guys have been married for how long?
0: It's been like a year and a half. It was August um, 2020 when we got married. How long
1: does it feel like you guys have been married? Oh,
0: like 100 years. Yeah, gotcha. right, <laughs> it's that's blown it. by. That's,
1: that's what people usually say. But, of course, today we're going to talk a little bit about your journey, um, the Behind My Journey podcast, right? So we'll just jump right into it, if you don't mind, Alex. For the people that are listening, if you could just kind of explain how and when you placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior.
0: So I have grown up in church um, since I was born, a local church here in Murray. And I feel like our parents really got us set off on the right foot and gave us a good base foundation. Um, and I just... <laughs> we've really always had like a strong faith mm-hmm. um, just because of our parents and how
2: we've grown up. We have just always had like that firm foundation of faith.
1: And how, is that, how has that been valuable in your life? to have that foundation, it seems like, from the very beginning, if you guys have always grown up in church.
0: Yes. um, I think that it's really helped because, as we might get into, I've had some difficult challenges in my life, so it was nice to be able to um, have that to lean on and have a good support system around us as well, Mm -hmm. our family and friends. um, So,
1: very. I mean, it's very fortunate to be surrounded with a a support system like, like you guys have been. And a lot of people, whenever they talk about their faith journeys, they have like a light bulb moment or there's like this really big transformative moment. What you're saying is that you've just always been involved in church. Maybe maybe the church that you go to changes or the people that make up the church change, but for the most part, you have always been grounded in your faith because you've always been involved in church.
0: Absolutely. Um, since we always grew up in church, you know, and I always had um, a good I guess relationship with Jesus it's grown stronger over the years obviously and um, matured more as I've gotten older but um, I never really did have that big light bulb moment I don't think I uh, i mean obviously the different challenges that I faced have made me rely on that more and grown my faith a lot but um, as long as I can remember I've always been you know a strong Christian and a follower of Jesus.
1: And you said that you grew up in Marie. Yes. how l- I mentioned earlier that you've been going the journey for around 10 years. Of course, that's not the, the church that you've always gone to. So yes. what, What? I, I, of course, the journey is non-denominational, mm-hmm. but what would, what would you say you were raised as? Was it Southern Baptist or?
0: I'm pretty sure it's just like non-denominational. Oh, really? Okay. Thing. It was, it was, I think it was Church of Christ. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't.
1: <laughs> well, it. It doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily matter, but it's just okay. always interesting to see yes. where yeah. people come First from. First
0: Christian in Meridina. I thought it it's was called First, First Christian Church. of I'm Christ.
1: Not, I'm not sure. It's not you know Church it
0: of Christ. No, because <laughs> no, because there's isn't that the one with like not a lot of music and all that stuff. Like that's Calvary. Okay, I'm sorry. It's non-denominational. So so we'll we up. So service. we're not. Oh, we good Alex.
1: We're not entirely sure okay. uh, how how did you guys end up at the journey because that's of course a definitive moment in your faith journey. So. You guys remember like the first time that you walked in because you mentioned earlier that you guys have been going since it was in the Curtis Center, which is yes. a while ago.
0: So at our old church, we I remember just we had a change of preachers um, and we just didn't feel like we were getting you know, fulfilled enough and poured into enough, I guess. And so we decided to try some other ones and then we found journey. And just after that first time we went, like all of us just loved it so much and felt like it was really, um, realistic and gave you something you could really work on each week. Mm -hmm. And that was something different, um, than what we had experienced before.
1: I think a lot of people that I've talked to for these podcasts They've said that the messages at Journey Church have just been applicable to life, like yes. right then and there. There's I'm no There's no gray area. It's just like, oh, I can take what Matt just said and I can use it this week. I can use it today. Absolutely. So is it one of those things where you were able to just take what he was what he was saying and it kind of made made more sense?
0: For sure. And I feel like growing up, um, not that it's a bad thing, but a lot of times that church is more like a history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? and obviously matt refers to that a lot knows a lot of scripture and everything but he also applies it to our day-to-day life so that we can actually go into the week you know and have something to work on or to um like pray about or whatever you know i feel like it's just a lot more realistic i think it's important because like at our old church and not to
2: sound bad but like you shouldn't leave church feeling like you've done something wrong or you're like guilty or you should leave church knowing that, like, yes, everyone has faults; everyone makes mistakes. But this is how you can go about just getting better and improving your faith and improving your life and just loving people better. And I think that's big at the journey. Mm-hmm. You're you don't, you don't feel guilty. You're not here to feel like you've done something wrong in your past. You're just here to
0: move forward,
2: kind of yeah, head, move and forward and just really be accepted with open arms.
1: Yeah, you know, and and that's great. That's that's really well said because. I remember the first time that I attended the journey, I just felt like it had given me something to where if someone talked to me about faith, I had answers, mm-hmm. or at least I, I felt more comfortable answering questions. Mm-hmm. At my old church, of course, no offense to my old church, like you said, it was, it was almost like a history lesson. It didn't feel like I was it was like wh- what the preacher was saying, it wasn't speaking to me, mm-hmm. and, or it was almost in a different language. And then yeah. whenever I found the journey, it was like, okay, I really understand this. Yeah. And I feel a lot better. And my faith feels like there's a there's a more firm foundation. And from what I understand, that firm foundation is really important for you because you have gone through some difficulties in your life. Uh, you, you told me that your freshman year of college, you were diagnosed with lymphoma. So talk about how that that news, of course, which is just... I, I'm sure, like, life-stopping uh, in, in, a, in a way. Explain how your faith helped you through those difficult circumstances.
0: Yeah, so that was um, September 2016 when I was just starting college and really felt like I was living life to the fullest, you know. And um, then I got the call that I was diagnosed, and it was a very uncertain time. Um, we hadn't had anyone that had gone through something like that in a long time in our family so we were all just very in shock and obviously it was a fairly young age to be given that news um so I felt like it was a time that I really just had to give up a lot of the control that I really love having in my life you know I really like to know the next step and what's happening and plan out every day of my life um so it was a time I really had to rely on my faith and I was really thankful for that foundation I had that I wasn't you know, starting from nothing and trying to figure it out. Um, so my faith definitely grew throughout that a lot. Um, yeah.
1: And whenever you get news like that, you almost undoubtedly know that there's a long road ahead. Mm-hmm. And you spoke on some of the other challenges that came from that diagnosis. So for people that maybe don't know your story as much, can you walk them through like the, the series of, of events that have unfolded in the past year since your diagnosis?
0: Yes, so I had six months of chemo, so September to March-ish um, of 2017, and then that part was over, but literally up until a month ago, I've still had um, different orthopedic surgeries just from um, a lot of the steroids and different chemo things that I went through and so it's kind of been just a never-ending journey um although there's a lot you know that have it way worse it was also important for me not to feel super sorry for myself all the time i think that that was um really important because i knew that a lot of people had it worse and that this was just going to be part of my story um so that's about
2: (laughs) i think a lot of people it's don't realize it's st jude children's research hospital so it's a research hospital these patients they're getting life-saving treatment, but they're also being used for research. And so that's a reason that um, she's still going through some of these like surgeries and hip replacements and stuff because she was like being tested on the amount of steroids that they're supposed to give patients. And so while it saved her life and we're like so grateful for that, the challenges don't end when you're cured from cancer.
1: Right, and of course you you are cancer-free yes. sitting here today, which is amazing, Woo-hoo. so congratulations. Yes. <laughs> I, I will bring Abby in for just a second. How was it as a sister to watch, you know, someone that you love so much go through such difficult circumstances? And I, I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sitting here, and to hear all the things that you've gone through, and you're sitting here today, I honestly wouldn't know that you got, you've got you gone through all these things. So how, how yeah. inspiring was it to watch it Alex? It
2: so inspiring. Um, of course you go through like the initial shock like Alex was talking about I didn't even really know she was (laughs) being like this was a this was a possibility and so when I was told I was like oh my gosh and it's almost like you have nothing else to fall back on you this is happening you you have like you're getting treated she's going through this um and you just have to have that that faith to lean back on and I don't I think if I didn't have that you know watching her go through it and watching her you know this 19-year-old this girl just joined a sorority. She's so frustrated. Why can't I just be a normal, like, teenage girl? You know, she's shaving her head. She's now, you know, it's just really hard to see her sister so sick. Um, but she was such an inspiration to me and so many other people because while inside of her head, I'm sure there's a lot of doubts and a lot of uncertainty, you would have never ever known that she was so strong in her faith still is obviously but it she didn't act scared she didn't it's so I don't know it's so hard because like if she didn't have a shaved head if her if she didn't lose her hair you wouldn't have even known she was sick and so it was really hard to just kind of like
0: take all
2: that to take all that in and Mm -hmm. I don't know it was really hard
1: well, Alex, how how were you able to stay positive, and and what things were you doing to keep your faith as strong as it was through this whole process?
0: I think, like I mentioned earlier, one thing was that I tried not to feel sorry for myself because, and that is really um, easy to do, um, I guess. But when you see all the other kids there that have it so much worse than you, that really made me put it into perspective and like I also mentioned I only had six months of actual treatment and there's some people that have years of chemo and you know no hair and all that stuff which was a big part of it for me That's that 20 something inches of hair Mm.
2: (laughs) because she had like hair down
0: to her waist
2: and then you just that was huge okay (laughs) girl thing but
1: like anyone anyone
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but I also had um there was three or four other kids my age that got diagnosed with the exact same thing fairly you know within a month of when I did and so that was really um, a big part of it that made it better I think is having people to relate to that were my age and had just also started college you know um, so I don't know I think both of those things yeah
1: and of course that's a part of your life now like you, you're speaking on it right now um, I'm sure that whenever you talk uh, in daily conversations someone might have heard about it and asked and ask you. So what is life like now? Because, of course, you're cancer-free. You're still dealing with some of those, uh, you know, ulterior things that are happening, like the, like the surgeries and things like that. But what is life like now where you're like, I am cancer-free, I be cancer, which is something that's remarkable. Mm-hmm. What, 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 how do you feel as far as, like, just walking around in daily life? And, of course, you, you've got a job and, and things are a little bit more normal than they were yeah. for those, that, that period of your life.
0: Um, I feel like my life honestly is just like amazing if I'm being honest now like I feel like I'm really um, at the part of my life that I've always dreamed about you know I have a good job that I really love and I'm married now and have an awesome husband Um, and so I feel like um, the pieces are really falling into place with where my life is and what I've always wanted it to be so I am thankful though that I went through all that and it brought different challenges that I feel like have made me a lot stronger
1: Mm -hmm. and a lot of people have their faith tested by challenges that are far little in comparison to what you went through. So how, how were you able to stay strong in your faith through those periods? Did you lean on Scripture? Did you read the Bible? Did you talk to people, uh, like wise counsel or things like that? What, what were some of those things that you kind of did to kind of counteract those doubts and uncertainties? that Abby I
0: did um well Chase was a big part of it for me my husband um which was my boyfriend at the time and not even my boyfriend when we (laughs) first started but he kind of really um poured into me a lot then and made sure that I was in a good place in my faith and was kind of like my sidekick through it all you know and um so we did a lot of praying together every day and bible studies and stuff and so he was a big part of it um I did Dig into a lot of books and stuff, and um, I relied on a lot of people that were going through it too and that had been through it um, to give me guidance and kind of help me. Um, But I would say Chase was a huge part. Yeah, Chase was a huge part in my family. I mean, obviously, they were there every step of the way and with me at every treatment and everything, so they really understood what I was going through and helped me stay positive through all of it and know that it was just. A stepping stone and that I was going to get through it. And my doctor was awesome at that too. She actually told me before I even started treatment, she said, there's a 99% chance that you're going to get through this and you're going to, you know, live an amazing life after. And so that was really awesome too. And I was very thankful that the type of lymphoma I had, Hodgkin's lymphoma, is a very highly curable cancer. So I never really had just like a sickening feeling or anything about it, if I'm being honest, which my faith played a huge part mm -hmm. in that. Um, so I was really confident that it was just going to be part of my story that I just had to get through at the time.
1: And that's, that's something that like just sitting here is, is very inspiring. Uh, I, I, I was going to ask the key people that influenced your faith journey. Mm -hmm. You've already mentioned uh, your husband and your family and your doctor. Are there any other people that you feel like played a, a a significant role and it could be of course before all of these things happened or even some friends that helped you in in the period uh, the challenging period that you just went through
0: um as far as before all of that I would say at my old church we had an awesome youth pastor his name was Tom Seifel a lot of people probably know him but he um was just a really good influential person in my life in faith in my faith and just In general Um, and he actually moved to be a missionary in Nicaragua and stuff and so he was really a great example of just being the hands and feet of Jesus you know Mm -hmm. Um, and he recently actually passed away from cancer Mm -hmm. but he was awesome to talk to to, through all of my struggles you know as well because he knew what you know I was going Mm -hmm. through and I the same with him Um, so he's somebody that definitely was a big key factor, I feel like, in my faith, and then my family and Chase, I think, are the other two big ones.
1: Right, and of course, you're you're sitting here today, and and you made it through uh, to the other side. So, was that a, was that a difficult period where someone that was wise counsel for you that you always looked up to, of course, passed away from from cancer. Was that yes. as a difficult period? I'm sure.
0: Absolutely, it was. Which we hadn't seen him in a lot of years because he lived in Nicaragua, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, We talked on the phone and social media helped keep up with them. He was like family. I mean,
2: when he was in Murray for a little bit, he stayed in our home. Like, he was really a big brother. Um, So it was really hard, and it makes you put things into perspective and realize how lucky and how blessed we are.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and he had a really strong faith, which I feel like was also – um, you know better when we found out the news you know of mm-hmm. his passing and everything because we knew that he just we he, he, he knew in his heart that this yeah. was just you know not the end of everything like this was this is our temporary home yes and he, he believed that scared. so in his heart that and even up until his last days talked about that and so that was just you know softened that hurt in your heart a yeah. little bit, knowing that he knew where he was going and that, you know, he had an awesome faith.
1: I, I had a friend that I grew up playing golf with uh, who went to the University of Kentucky. Uh, of course, it's similar to your story, um, except he, he passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where, like, I was worried for him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I felt remorse, and I and I, I felt guilty for some reason. And any time I interacted with him, he was the lightest person in the room like he he was brightening everyone's lives even as he was going through something like that and that's what's so cool about your story and of course hearing your sister talk about it too is that no matter what you were going through you were still the most positive person in the room despite what you were going through I think it's remarkable and let's say that someone is going through something similar maybe not exactly something that that's happening uh, like like what you went through but just just really going through some some tough times, uh, some some struggle in their life, and they know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it just it looks like it's really far away. What would you say to those people, and what would you recommend, or, or, or any sort of action uh, that you would recommend they take uh, to maybe strengthen their faith or be positive, like you've been able to be?
0: Yeah, well, in my experience, it's just in that such an uncertain time. Um, I feel like you almost just have to have something to lean on and just have to have a hope that, you know, you're going to get through it. Um, So I would say that the people around me, obviously, during that time were amazing. So maybe find, you know, a group of people or a church that, if you don't belong to a church, that you can lean on and have some good people to talk you through those times. Um, And then there was was a lot of books that I read during that time too, me and Chase together, that really helped put things into perspective I guess.
1: Was there any scripture that you leaned on? I know a lot of people, of course, I, the face that she just made was like, yikes <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have asked me that question. So you, we can just pretend like I didn't ask it. But I know that sometimes people really like like to repeat one you know, one verse or something from the Bible. One of mine is from 2 Timothy just about anxiety and things like that. You don't have to answer the question but um, I just wanted to ask. I don't
0: know if there's any that really sticks out. Sure. Um, Besides, I can do all things through Christ uh, who strengthens me. Um, There was a lot, I guess, during that time that really um, applied to what I was going through. But I think that's probably... There's so
2: many. I think that's what's hard, (laughs) is there's so many. Like everything, when you're going through that, everything applies to what yeah. you're going through. You know right. what I mean? There's so well, many. Well, and
1: I know a popular answer. If, if you're not super familiar, or mm-hmm. not super familiar, but just can't remember, I'm not really good at recalling Bible verses myself. So yeah. you can just be like, oh, there's just the there's just so that. many to choose from. I don't know if I could pick one. Right. So, <laughs> I I think that we can leave it at that. There are a lot of scripture, a lot of scripture that you lean back on, but. Alex, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and share your story. Abby, thanks for yeah, it
2: was sitting fun. here
1: and, and being the, the emotional support. Yeah, I love um, it. And, and, of course, it's, just, it's an inspiring story. I know it's going to help a lot of people. So, again, thank, thank you. you for taking the time to thanks do this.
0: Thanks for having me. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at journeycalloway.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.